Hello, friends. Welcome. So excited to share this conversation with you. And I have here with me today the lazy genius herself, Kendra Adachi. And Kendra actually came to my house. And so we have a whole episode talking about her new book and also about her visit to Minnesota. So let's dive in. I'm Sharon McMahon, and welcome to the Sharon Says So podcast. Oh my goodness. Hello to the Lazy Genius. If you are not already following the Lazy Genius, Kendra Dachi, uh, pause, pause, please, and go follow her Instagram account, and then come back to this podcast. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Oh my word. I'm so excited. This is such an honor. Oh, well, I think first of all, we need to create some context for people. And then we need to talk about the time that you came to my house. I'm into it. Let's do Because it. people are very curious about coming to my house. Okay. First of all, you have your second book about to launch into the world. It is called the lazy genius kitchen. I like how the spoon has eyelashes. Yes. Yes. All of my like iconography, iconography, uh-huh. that's the word yep, yep. is, is napping. All of it is napping. <laughs> Cause that's what lazy geniuses do. We need to make, we need to care about our things and we need to work hard at the things that matter to us, but we also need to do that so that we have space to take a nap later. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So this is not a cookbook. No. Although it does reference recipes. It does. We need to talk about <laughs> why you wrote this book and how it is not a cookbook and who it is for. Yeah. Can I tell you how confusing it is to try to explain this book? Because it doesn't exist. This mm-hmm. book doesn't exist right. yet. Like it's really complicated to try to explain to people because this is the book we need but we didn't know we needed because it doesn't exist yet. So I have been trying to teach myself to cook since I got married. I got married as an infant. I got married when I was 20 years old. And you know, you do the thing where it's like, okay, I've got to like, I got to cook for my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Keep, keep him happy. We have to eat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know how to make anything other than like spaghetti and with just a jar of sauce, which is, we still use and chocolate chip cookies. And I assumed that those skill sets would translate to all manner of all food for eternity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was very wrong in that assumption. That's fine. So I started to, honestly, I watched, um, 30 minute meals with Rachel Ray for years. Garbage bowl. bowl. Your garbage bowl, your EVOO, like all of your things, Mm -hmm. trying Mm -hmm. to learn how to cook, like just looking for patterns and all of that. And so I kind of taught myself to cook through television. Well, then I started to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I love to gather people. I love to feed people. And I'm a, I'm a planner. I'm a systems person. I like to, you know, keep things sort of organized in the way that makes sense to me. And as I spent more time in the kitchen, as I had children, I have three children, one of whom is a boy in sixth grade who is eating constantly. Mm -hmm, Constantly. mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to handle that yet, but as I started to just kind of live life, I, I kept getting frustrated every time I opened a cookbook because they weren't meeting all my needs. They were Mm -hmm. meeting singular needs of like, here is a meal you can make, but I didn't have like the language or the lens to look at those recipes, understanding what makes sense for me 
and my family and my skill set and my time? And do I have these ingredients? And do I have these tools? And do I even care to have these ingredients or tools? Like I just started to pay attention to how our kitchens feel like they are just sort of hobbling along behind us, that mm-hmm. there's not a synergy that we have uh, as humans and that most used room in most of our homes, mm-hmm. um, that we don't feel comfortable there. We're always overwhelmed or stressed out there. Like it, we're more overwhelmed than we are happy in the kitchen. And the kitchen is my favorite place to be. And so I wanted there to be some tools and language around, well, how do I take care of all the other things? Not just like teaching me how to cook or here's a recipe, but like, how do, how does one meal plan? How does one grocery shop? How does one know how to, like where to put things in your kitchen? Like, what do you, how do you use this spoon? No one tells you to use this spoon versus this spoon or that you should use tongs to toss your pasta into your sauce. No one tells you that those things, no one tells you those mm-hmm. things, but it's, it covers it all. It's sort of like a book that covers everything cookbooks don't. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it is a book that is going to make the cookbooks that you own function better for you Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you have a better lens of how to read them. You know what you're looking for. You know what recipes to bypass. I give you even tips of like how to organize them and how to like mark pages based on like how to read them and search for recipes that work for you. If you are a person who has cookbooks in your kitchen. So it is one of those books that I feel like I want it to stay on your shelf. I see it as like a a reference that you pull down. There's a five-step process you can apply to any challenge in your kitchen to lazy genius it and make it work for you. I love that the front cover says, have what you need, use what you have and enjoy it like never before. And that's that the problem is we have, we don't have what we need and we don't know how to use what we do have. <laughs> Why do I have this? I don't know. I don't know, but I I, do. And I'm not going to get rid of it because maybe I'll need it. No one's told me what this is for. (laughs) That's right. And I love that actress, Jenna Fisher, if you're an office fan, you know her as Pam from the office, wrote on the front cover, an empowering, transformative, and slightly sassy guidebook. I am very slightly sassy. That's like a, that's an accurate description of me. It's slightly sassy. And and so I, I want the I'm so glad she said that because I was like, oh, you can call me slightly sassy. I don't know if I feel comfortable calling myself that, (laughs) you know, like promoting it as Uh such. uh Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? 
Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Can I tell everyone like our sort of origin story, like my version of our origin story? Yes. So, you know, when you exploded and everyone was like, have you heard about this woman, Sharon? Have you heard about Sharon Sester? And like when it was just the most exciting thing, because it was like, there's a person who is not insane, who is talking about government. And like, I'm not angry at her. (laughs) How is that possible? Like we were all talking about politics and government and no one was fighting. It was so crazy. And so I got all of these people who essentially were like, this woman is the lazy genius of government. Like she's teaching us, like she's getting rid of what is in the way. Cause that's what a lazy genius said. Like be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. What doesn't matter is us being divided over silly things and arguing about it when we actually could have conversations together and like, come up with better solutions together because there are more viewpoints represented and such. So anyway, I found you and I was, I was enthralled. I was enraptured. I was so happy you existed. And then I did what one does sometimes. And one goes into one's DMS. And I was like, I am going to contribute a message to the many, 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 many messages that this woman's probably getting to say, Hey, you're doing a great job. Mm. And I open up the message And I discovered that Sharon had been following me for like three years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you had sent me messages before and it was like a, oh, that's a great idea or like whatever. It was like very, Mm -hmm. it was like very pleasant, but kind of benign. And I, my head exploded, my head exploded (laughs) because I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, this woman. So I already had an in. And then I think I sent you like a really aggressive all cap message (laughs) that I was like, how is this possible? I'm so excited to meet you. I was freaking out, you guys. I was freaking out. (laughs) That's so nice. All that to say. All that to say. We become friends and we started having a conversation about an idea that you had surrounding the release of your next book. So tell everybody what that was. Well, as I already mentioned, this book can be hard to describe because it feels like kind of a catch-all of everything that cookbooks don't cover which it is in many ways, but it's also very complete. But I, I wanted there to be proof. I wanted there to be very entertaining proof that what I was writing in this book actually works. And the idea that I had was like, man, it would be the coolest thing if I could go into real kitchens of like my internet friends and help them lazy genius a problem in their kitchen on camera using what's in the book And then we like show everybody, wouldn't that be cool? Mm -hmm. And, but it also is like a really giant project. It's a deeply creative, complicated project because it's basically making, like, I wanted it to look like a TV show. I don't remember, like, was I awkward when I asked you? I was like, would you want me to kind of like maybe come to your house? And like, would that be okay (laughs) if I brought cameras to your house? (laughs) I was like, of course, absolutely. Come to my house. 
And we will talk about one of the principles in the lazy genius kitchen. And that was one of the ideas that you had was that you wanted to go to a variety of real people's homes. Some people who had older kids, younger kids, single people, different lifestyles and talk about the different principles contained in your book and show people how they were used, how they applied in real life, and then create these little episodes that were going to be released on the internet. Yes. So initially when you, we were talking about this idea we had made an offer to buy a house Mm -hmm. that had what I referred to as the ugliest kitchen in America. And I sent you pictures and I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out (laughs) because it's the ugliest kitchen in the whole world. It, it, and it might have been, it might have been, that's not an exaggeration. It was straight out of 1973. No exaggeration. Not one single tiny update, not even one. It had orange metal cabinetry, bright orange metal cabinetry. It had a brown and orange, tiny floral wallpaper, you know, like very, very busy, tiny floral wallpaper. Yeah. It had one of those center L-shaped islands that also had cabinetry coming down out of the ceiling. So uh, what you looked at was upper cabinets. (laughs) It completely cut off the rest of the kitchen. I I could go on and on. It was was a lot. One thing about this kitchen that was cute. So we then began strategizing, like, how can we, what is going to happen? Maybe we could sit outside on the porch and just allude to the kitchen inside. You talked about, you were, you talked so much about like, when you come, it's going to be like the fall and the leaves will be really pretty. And there's this really pretty outdoor space. We could just like sit at a table. Do you Mm -hmm. actually need the kitchen? (laughs) Do we need to shoot your kitchen show in an actual kitchen? kitchen. (laughs) Maybe we can go to my mom's house. Maybe we can rent a Airbnb. You and you're just like, suggest that. I was like, no, that's yes. not your kitchen. <laughs> oh, it's it to go to your kitchen. Yes. So ultimately, we ended up not buying that house. My sister ended up buying that house. She bought the ugliest kitchen. And in yes, they are. They have done a lot of work, so it's no longer I, the ugliest kitchen in America. See, I want to see what it looks like. At it some looks, point, if it's not weird, can you take a picture of it? And send yes, it? yes, I will. I will. It looks so much better now. They're still they're still working on it, but it's so much better already. And then I bought a different house, mm-hmm. which also had some elements that I was like, this isn't my favorite thing ever. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we've been working on making some cosmetic changes, not a major remodel since you've been to my house, we began planning for you to come to my house. And there were a number of scheduling delays, moving illnesses, et cetera, et cetera. Till finally in November of 2021, you and a film crew Yes. Made your way to my hometown. That sounds so official. Me and a film crew, you were supposed to be the first episode we shot Mm -hmm. and it was going to be like pretty significantly before any of the others. And you ended up being the last one we shot pretty significantly behind all. (laughs) There were so many delays, 97% of which came from me that, yeah, that was like a, that was a whole thing. I haven't traveled a whole lot, but I've never been to Minnesota and I was just the floor by how beautiful Duluth was. And I wasn't mm-hmm. even there according to you at its prettiest time. Oh, not at all. November but, is not Duluth at its cutest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like, it has such a good, I hate it when people say like, it has such a good energy, but it does. It has like it such a good energy. It's like a great size. It was so pretty. And I stayed upon your recommendation at this like 
killer little hotel on the water. Mm-hmm. And I had like picture windows of just the water. And it was like, do I have to leave here? Can I just stay here for four <laughs> days? Like it is so pretty. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We've all had those embarrassing moments where maybe you've taken your shoes off and you realize like, oh no, Oh no, that is not a good smell. Fortunately, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant is making it so none of us ever have to worry about that again. Unlike certain other products, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. It delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere one might like to use it. In fact, it was patients' concerns about odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. Fast forward six years and her game-changing whole body deodorant now has over 300,000 five-star reviews. And it works without using heavy perfumes that mask odor, which I really appreciate. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, which is my favorite, and two free products of your choice, like deodorant wipes or a mini body wash. It also has free shipping. And as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's like 40% off their starter pack. So use code SHARON at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T. Mother's Day is almost here, and I want to take just a quick second to appreciate not only my mom, all the moms out there, but anyone who has taken on the role of caregiver. You do everything for someone else, and now it's time to do something for yourself, and that includes starting with your skin. And I've been using our sponsor OneSkin's products for a while now, and I have to tell you, I am really enjoying them. They are very easy to incorporate into my skincare routine. I am really liking the eye cream. And the secret is OneSkin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It is the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. And they have several studies to back it up. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code SHARON at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code SHARON. And after your purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support this show and tell them we sent you. So you guys all showed up at my house. And the, we had strategized in advance about like, what project, what, what can I help you with? What is, what do you need help with? Like a real thing. And one of the challenges I had was I have this 
large gas cooktop that is inset into my cabinetry. It's not a rain. It's not a stove with an mm-hmm. attached oven. And then it has several drawers arranged around it, but I still didn't feel like there was enough space at the top level for things that like all the utensils, the hot pads, the silverware, some of the ways in which the drawers are arranged in my kitchen. I just like, don't make sense to me. Like the, the drawers and the Island face the refrigerator instead of facing the stove mm-hmm. and the drawers facing the stove make far more sense because that's what you're stand. You're standing at the stove. Yep. You're not generally standing at the refrigerator, but regardless, (laughs) that was not something we were going to fix. So tell everybody a little bit more about this episode so that they can go watch it. They should go watch it on YouTube, but tell everybody, give everybody a little preview about this episode that we filmed. Well, one of the things that felt really important to me about making this show was finding problems that were relatable in your kitchen. Cause a lot of like DIY type home renovation um, shows, which are super fun to watch. Like they're super fun to watch. Generally like the kitchen is torn down and you build and a it's new massive. Kitchen. It's massive. Right. It's not, it yes. doesn't feel like, which I get, it's not, that's not as sexy a show to sell, to be like, Hey guys, we're going to line your, we're going to line your drawers with contact paper. <laughs> that's going to be segment one, you know, right. like it's not as fun. It's not as fun, but I disagree because I think that what we really want to see is problems that we all have. They're relatable problems, but they are small enough And that's a very, very important concept in the show. And also in my work as a lazy genius is that we try and solve problems that are too big with solutions that are also too big. There's a section in the book where we're talking about your actual space, like your actual kitchen room and the Mm -hmm. cabinets and all the things, which is what we did in your episode that we have often accidental kitchens or idealistic kitchens. And you had an accidental kitchen, Mm -hmm. which was things just got put places and they stayed there, you know, like you move in and you're like, well, this seems like this seems fine. And you put the stuff in the drawer and then it stays there because when we're in our kitchen, there is usually very little time or margin to problem solve Mm -hmm. because we're cooking constantly or feeding people constantly. Like there is not a lot of breathing room in trying to solve our kitchen problems. So more often than not, we end up having just kind of like accidental kitchens. And then what we do is we swing the other way where we think we need to like tear everything down and build an idealistic kitchen where it's like, well, Mm -hmm. this is where so-and-so puts this. And this is where the show tells me to put this. And I need these kinds of dividers and I need to have, you know, but if you don't think about what actually matters to you in your kitchen, and if you don't practice solving those small problems, an idealistic kitchen is also going to end up frustrating. It just might Mm -hmm. look a little prettier, but it's Mm -hmm. still going to frustrate you. So what we want to do is kind of find that place in the middle, which is what this whole video series does is it finds that place in the middle of these like very accessible, small problems we can solve. I was so glad And I think I even remember you saying something like, well, I mean, I just, I need to know where to put like my spoons and stuff. Is that going to work though? That isn't, I mean, I think you even were like, that doesn't feel enough to be like a whole show. I was like, oh no, no, oh no, it is. I (laughs) promise it is because the smaller the problem, the more easily you can solve it. The fewer resources it takes, the less time it takes because you're solving a small problem, but then you actually enjoy the solution. So the episode walks us through, you give me a tour of your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And what's in your, all the utensils, like where they exist in the drawer. And then we pulled everything out because 
I will go ahead and tell everyone the five steps, which we focus mostly on three of them in your episode, the first three in your episode. But the first step is you have to name what matters about whatever your problem is. Mm -hmm. And for you, yours was accessibility, right? You wanted to be able to, I I believe your phrase was, I want to put my hands on whatever I need as soon as possible, (laughs) like no digging around and trying Mm -hmm. to find the thing that you need. And so it was, it was about accessibility. And for y'all listening, if you don't name what matters most about whatever problem you're trying to solve, you will try to solve all the problems. You will try to prioritize all the possibilities and then you won't solve anything. Mm. Yes. But if you choose that one thing that leads the charge, it helps you know what to say no to. It helps you go like, oh, wait a minute. If I need it to be accessible, having it fit in these like particular bins or organized in this certain way, or like done the way that, you know, my grandmother did it or whatever, like that's not really what's important here. What's important is I can just get to it. It doesn't have to be pretty. I just need to be able to get to it. So we went through and we pulled out all your stuff. And my favorite part of the episode is when we went through that stuff to remove step two, to essentialize and remove what was in the way, what you no longer needed. And just some of the things we discovered, like your propensity (laughs) to own meat measuring tools, like lots of meat thermometers, guys, lots of meat thermometers. I don't know why I have so many meat thermometers. But I probably don't need seven. Yeah, yeah, it was, and one of them was like <laughs> like the size of a button, like a small dress shirt button. It was so tiny. I will say, I don't know if you have had people reach out to you, but I've had several reach out to me. Do you recall in the episode we found four or five like therm- thermometers? Yeah, and then you also picked up a thing on a wire. Yes, people did like, message oh, me about yeah, they that. They did. They were all so upset with me because they were. I thought, which I was almost right that it was a measuring, it was a temperature measuring thing of some kind that you plug into like a, like a box, like some sort of like grill thermometer thing. But in reality, it was an oven thermometer Yes, that you plug into your oven and then you stick it in the, in like your Turkey or whatever yes. from within the oven. Yep. Are we still friends because you got rid of it? Cause you didn't know what it was. <laughs> well, how, uh, first of all, if I don't know what it is, I'm not using it. <laughs> it's true. Right? This is true. <laughs> Ew. Secondly, I've done okay in life without that. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know sure. what I mean? Like yeah. I, I can actually cook a really delicious turkey. I bet you to can. The, the kind of turkey that people were like, this is the best turkey I've ever had yep. without it. So I, I, people did message me that I'm not mad about it. I'm like, oh, that makes sense Mm -hmm, that it mm -hmm. shuts your oven off when it reaches the appropriate internal temperature, but also I'm probably never going to use it. Uh Yeah. If I'm being honest, yeah, it's not, um, if I'm naming what's important, Uh that's not it. And that's the thing that I actually really love about that example after the fact, because I did, my DMS were like, Kendra, I know what that thing is. Yeah. Why did you have her throw it away? Is it, that someone said, is it too late for her to go back and get it? And I was like, <laughs> yes, we filmed it that is. five months ago. It is very <laughs> gone. I'm so sorry guys. But one thing I love about it is like, it would have been okay if you would have thought, if you would have said, oh, I would actually really enjoy having that. Now you could get another, it's not like that's the yeah. only one that ever exists. And if that's something you wanted to have, you could have what you need. If you wanted that to be something you needed and use it, you could have it. But what I really love about that example, even right now is that just just because someone else swears by something, it doesn't mean that you have to. We just all have different things that we mm-hmm. prioritize and that work for us. And so there's just a lot of permission in only using what you need. I say this in the book, 
the only things that are essential in your kitchen, because we see that a lot in like cookbooks and lists online of like essential kitchen tools, essential mm-hmm. ingredients to stock in your pantry, like blah, blah, blah. The only thing that is essential to you is what you use. If you don't use it, it's just in the way. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it's just in the way. So don't have those things anymore. If you don't use them, like it is, it's good. It is good to release those things. So you have the space and you can organize what actually does matter to you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, I have to tell everybody about one other thing that happened, which is... As the winter wore on and the book was getting ready to be launched in March, I got a text message one evening (laughs) that said, Sharon, my books have been lost at sea. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? Books are lost at sea? It was truly revolutionary in my mind that things are still lost at sea. Well, apparently it turns out that containers on container ships Mm -hmm. are not clamped down. They're not secured guys. They're They're not secure. They just get stacked up. And sometimes if there's a bad storm, some of them fall off. They fall off guys. They just just fall off. They fall off. Apparently what, it happens more than we realize. Like, what? I, yeah. 
in the Sam Hill. Is but that? in the Sam Hill, Sharon. I know. I know. And so then your book launch got pushed pushed back because your books were literally lost at sea. <laughs> I lost at um, sea. I would like to know what your first thoughts were when when somebody notified you that your books were lost at sea. I'm pretty sure. Well, what the the story actually is. So I have a, an agent. I have a literary agent mm-hmm. as you do, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's really helpful to have someone who is kind of your go between, between yourself, an author, and then the publisher. Mm-hmm. And that's their job is they're just like a liaison, right? Well, my agent has been my agent for a long time. I think maybe five years, four or five years. And we have a great rapport. We're very casual. We're very, we're friends. You know, it's, it's it's like, she'll just send me a text or a box to be like, Hey, can you hop on a call or whatever? I get a, a text from my like operations person on my team. And she said, Lisa would like to schedule a call with us as soon as possible. Oh no! And I was like, uh-uh. she doesn't, she's never done that in her life. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? And then my immediately thought was, am I being fired? Like, oh, can you, no. can you be fired from an mm-hmm. agent? Like, can mm-hmm. you do that? Mm-hmm. And so I was really nervous and I was like, my book comes out in two months. Like, why would she do this to me? Like, <laughs> like spiral. But I thought, no, that's not in her character. Like I was, I brought it back down. I was like, that's, that's not what she would do. This has to be something else, but this has to be super weird mm-hmm. for her to go through these official channels. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we get, so like 10 minutes later, we're on a zoom, the three of us, my operations person and my agent and me. And there was like chit chat for a minute. And then I remember being like, okay, what's going on? Like, can we just, can we, I'm not a chit chatter anyway. Like, can mm-hmm. we just jump to it? And sh- when she said, well, the ship that was carrying all of the copies of your book, the ship was in a storm and it lost 60% of its cargo. And we do not know, nor do we know when we will know if your books are part of that 60% and therefore in the bottom of the ocean. And I do believe that my first, after I like sort of just like mouth agape, you know, just like, cause I did not expect that to be the answer. Mm-hmm. Cause I like you did not did you know, know that they could, could be lost? still be lost. In yeah, no, I didn't no. know that was a thing. And then I'm pretty sure I just started laughing because it was so deeply absurd. It's, it was it's so, so absurd. absurd. It's so absurd. So in some ways, the absurdity was a gift because it helped me not be as frustrated or overwhelmed or upset as I could have been because it was Mm -hmm. like the most ludicrous thing. (laughs) Right. If it was just like, well, the printer's really running behind, right. We're going to have to push the launch back. Then you would just feel angry. I would just be mad. It's hard to be mad at a storm. And it's like, I mean, it's just, it's just hard to be mad about it. So as of now, two thirds of the book did make it to dry land. There are in fact thousands of copies at the bottom of the Atlantic ocean, (laughs) which is fine. And it's great. And there's a lot of things that go into a book launch, Mm -hmm. a lot of energy months and months before you even see anything. And, uh, we had to cancel a lot of those things. We had Mm -hmm. to shift a lot of those things when the date changed. And now almost everything that I do to promote this book has some sort of like ocean theme to it. leaning into it. You know, I was like, we might as well, let's just, let's just keep this light and fun. It's fine. (laughs) But the book is coming out. It's very exciting. It is. And it has beautiful colors in it. I love the, I love the art direction. I love how it's laid out. I love how easy it is to understand. It's not just a sea of words. It's easy to turn to the page that you need and be like, that is the page that I need. I love this page too. 154, 27 ingredient combinations that will never let you down. Like ingredients that always taste good together. Always, always. Like chorizo, sweet potatoes, and orange. 
oh. wouldn't have picked that for myself. Mm-hmm. See, this is the thing is that we, we think that we are supposed to have like a, like a Rolodex of kitchen information in our head mm-hmm. that we're all born innately with like all of this knowledge in the kitchen and you, we are not like, we have no. to be taught these things. And sometimes we have to be reminded of these things. Like, I think one of the top ones is like tomato and mozzarella. Well, a lot of us know that, mm-hmm. but we also forget. We also forget that like, oh, wait, I have this like non bread in the freezer and I have these couple of tomatoes because it's tomato season from the farmer's market. And I have this like bag of mozzarella cheese. Huh? If I like just put these together under the broiler with like a little salt, a little olive oil or whatever, this is going to be it. This is going to be a tasty mm-hmm. meal. Mm-hmm. Like just, we need the reminder of what, what has already been working for people. Yes. And if that supports what matters to you, then you can take part in it. If it does not support what matters to you, then you can abstain and you can move on to something else. And thank you for the kind words about like how the book is laid out. I really want it to be something that's fun to read. Very fun much to look so. at. It has a very neat. fun vibe. It's and very I, accessible. Mm-hmm. I also wanted it to be really accessible for lots of different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. So uh, that it could be like giftable for as much for a college graduate as it is for like an empty nester mm-hmm. or, you know, like that it's, it, it covers the gamut in terms of like style and accessibility, that it's going to be something that pretty much everybody would enjoy having in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one of those books that you feel like you can pick up and page through and mm-hmm. glean the wisdom from the pages without feeling like, oh my goodness, now I'm going to start at page one. I mean, I would recommend starting at page one and reading it all the way anyway, but mm-hmm. if you're not that kind of a reader, yep. if you're like, I don't, I'm not going to read it that way. You will still get a lot out of it just from looking through it and Agreed. Uh, reading the principles on different pages and yeah. the, all of the good info, all of the gold you have packed in the pages, <laughs> gold packed pages, <laughs> some of which are at the bottom of the sea the and it's ocean. fine. <laughs> it is fine. Okay. So totally thank fine. you for those kind words. That means a lot. Mm. Thank you. I would love just because people, when they heard you were coming on the show today, people want to know if your impression of me matched your actual interaction with me because they asked the same about you. And I was like, she is precisely the same person in real life as she is online. Yes. Yes. The same is true of you. The only thing that I would, I was surprised by was how tall you are. That's the only thing you were just (laughs) taller than I expected. And, and I, and we've discussed this before. I am shorter than most people expect. Yes. And you You are are petite. Yes. Yep. But other than that, you were, you were all I hoped and dreamed and you were exactly (laughs) the same in person as you are uh, on the internet. And I do think, I think the reason people ask that question is because like, we're so afraid that the people that we love on the internet are actually like turds in real life. And that would be so deeply (laughs) Mm -hmm. disappointing. And so it is, I, I feel that too. Like anytime that I'm like, no, 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 that person is actually amazing. Like they're who you think they are and they are worth investing in their lives and learning from them and all of those things. And so I will say that with like bells all on that Sharon Mm -hmm. is who you think she is. Thank you. And I feel the same about you. Well, the book is The Lazy Genius Kitchen. My friend is the lazy genius herself, Kendra Adachi. You should go pre-order it now so it actually just arrives on your doorstep on the launch day. But tell everybody what day it will actually be in bookstores or in there at their house. Yes, it releases on May 3rd. So if you- um, Mother's Day gift. 
It is. It's a great Mother's Day gift, a great graduation gift. Like, you know, I feel like we're entering the season of like weddings and baby showers and we've all been like holding off on things now. I feel like this is the first summer where people are like, oh no, we can maybe sort of live now. Like Mm -hmm. we, we, we've been waiting for this time. So we're all just going to be gathering. And if you need a gift for any of those gatherings, I really do believe that this book will serve any person especially a person who is in some sort of like life transition, Mm -hmm. um, because it helps you name what matters about wherever you are. So the book is available May 3rd, wherever books are sold. Mm, Wrap it up in a beautiful kitchen towel and a piece of ribbon and you have a great housewarming gift or just order a bunch of copies now and put them in a closet. And then anytime you need a last minute gift, you have one. If you have a kitchen, you, if you will have a benefit kitchen, from this book. That's what the Nestor said. Mike Will and Smith of uh, uh, who has the Instagram account, the Nestor. That was her endorsement of this book. Was mm-hmm. if you have a kitchen, you need this book. And I was like, mm-hmm. I love the succinctness of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's accurate. If you have yeah. a kitchen, you will benefit from this book. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here and being you and writing this book, Sharon. You're so great mm-hmm. to me. I'm so putting kind. my name in your book. Oh, you are one of the reasons the internet is good. So it's my honor. Thank you for having me for real. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast. I am truly grateful for you. And I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast or maybe leave me a rating or a review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All of those things help podcasters out so much. This podcast was written and researched by Sharon McMahon and Heather Jackson. It was produced by Heather Jackson, edited and mixed by our audio producer, Jenny Snyder, and hosted by me, Sharon McMahon. I'll see you next time.